Well, welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast today. I'm here with Rhonda and we're looking forward to spending some time with you as we dive into Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter and Jerry Schizero. And we are talking today about another one of the symptoms of unhealthy spirituality. Today's is, okay, drum roll. This one's really bad. I know we say that, I feel like we say this every week, but this one's going to hurt again. Oh Rhonda. boy. Like this is going to hurt big time. I, I, it may be the worst one yet. <laughs> and okay. So here we go. Confession. The, uh, the symptom of unhealthy spirituality we're going to do today is covering over brokenness, weakness, and failure our favorite oh. things oh okay this is like we're our going favorite there things. We're going brokenness there. weakness and failure okay, all we're right going there. listen I, I i joke i joke up front because we're getting better rada we are. we're getting better at talking about our brokenness and our weakness and our failure and i'm proud of us <laughs> i'd like to just say that off the top i'm proud yeah, of Laura, us i'm proud of you too we're I'm, proud we're yeah proud. We're, we're, we're getting better because we there was a time we would have just pretended like we didn't have any we actually would never have done this book on a podcast (laughs) what are we thinking we're doing this on a podcast unfiltered uneven we're just going from the yeah just talking you're you're just brought into our conversation we haven't prepped this we're just going for it no we're just going for it and we're going to just dive into yeah our greatest brokennesses weaknesses (laughs) and failures today yeah nothing transparent or vulnerable not (laughs) at all you're welcome uh okay so the example is this i have a heart (laughs) Oh no. I have a hard time speaking freely about my weaknesses, failures, and mistakes. Okay. I mean, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about today about our weakness, failure, and mistakes. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard hard. to do so. Let's just admit that right up off the front. Because I don't want to be judged. Yeah, it's true. It's, and, and honestly, okay. First of all, I do this thing and it's terrible. I do this thing where my my brain, it's got to be a coping mechanism. My brain literally doesn't remember bad things in my past. <laughs> I block them out. Laura, I'm do kind you, of the same. I'll actually be like, you want to think about it? I'm like, I can't <gasps> think of anything. It's because I've actually suppressed. I probably just have suppressed it so low. I literally I don't know block where it is. out all bad memories. So like when people ask me about my childhood, I'll be like, oh, I had the most idyllic childhood ever. And I'll tell all the stories that I remember because I don't remember any of the bad things i literally block them out like i mean i say that i do remember some of them obvious like obviously but for the most part like in my memories and this probably plays into like both how you and i've described a little bit of ourselves emotionally like we kind of keep the good stuff at the top yeah and need a little bit of time to mine it's there it's all there but we need a little time to like mine for it's in the deep end dig. it's in the deep end it's in the deep <laughs> we end. like to play in the shallow end <laughs> That is so, so true. That's such a good analogy. Isn't that's so true. I know you can't, you have to play volleyball in the shallow end, right? It's like that's where all the floaties are. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my goodness. All the games happen in the shallow end. Okay, that's that's right. That's right. Okay. So okay. let's all dive right. into uh, maybe, do you have any weaknesses or failures you'd uh, like to talk about today, Okay. okay I'm going to share one story. Oh, I've got a couple stories, but okay. I'll share one story about probably my most embarrassing like this is really oh. a failure okay straight okay. up failure straight up failure Yikes. okay so in high school i was singing all the time and all my friends w- would invite me to sing at their weddings and sing when they started getting married so this one friend of mine in high school when we were in high school is like saying before she even had a boyfriend i'm your if, biggest fan by the way <laughs> you're, you're such a beautiful singer oh laura you're the best so i i remember her saying to me when i get married you're singing at my wedding and this is like we're like grade nine grade ten 
so she gets she gets engaged she gets married she's like i'm so excited i always said i want you at my wedding yeah we make it happen so I'll, i'm all excited so she gives me her dream song for me to sing i've prepped it back then it was like with the cassette tape yes, when you would have a track tracks. okay so i ordered the cassette of yes. her track of this song oh my gosh Rhonda that really aged you uh isn't that ridiculous <laughs> I love I it though I remember those tracks <laughs> I remember going into music like this little music studio we had and they would have <laughs> like the the um cassette tape players yeah and all the tracks of all the songs and you could just pick when I think about that we'd have headphones like we thought we were so cool putting all of our tapes in oh my goodness listening to what track we wanted to buy okay so I don't I know if you remember this okay this is just a total side note yeah? on your story but do you remember when you lived with me I used to borrow your tracks <laughs> and, <laughs> and pretend that I was an amazing singer and I would <laughs> sing all your tracks Laura, I, oh. I did isn't that so funny <laughs> I love it I can't even imagine in heaven God is going table. to give you the desire of your heart. You're going to have this big, gorgeous voice because you've always wanted to sing. You always wanted I'd to be sing. a Broadway singer. That's um, my dream. So I, I know. I was on I Broadway. I'd, take, I'd borrow your tracks <laughs> and I would I would sing them all Lord, and just you pretend I was like, an amazing singer. But I would think about that. I had actually okay. a little mini briefcase. Yeah, you. D- I know. I borrowed with, it. Yeah, with all the tracks <laughs> in it. I just had so... F- oh my goodness. We are so dated. Okay, okay. okay. So I digress. So anyway, I get to this wedding. I'm all ready. It's her wedding. Okay, thank goodness they didn't have good taping back then because I don't think there's any record of this. The v, like videotaping wasn't as big when we got married. It was pretty, no, wasn't that great. Anyway, I get up there, I open my mouth and I forgot the melody and I forgot every single lyric. So for the entire song. What happened? I made it up But on what the happened spot. in your mind that you forgot it? I, comp- I completely blanked you out. You just blanked. Yeah. You just like had your mind just gone and then i panicked i i don't even know what i sang i literally made up every single word and melody on the spot like oh you're so in love i don't even know what i did and when i finished i would pay a lot of money to see that i wish honestly so much i could see that i literally walked off the stage and got in my car and left and i didn't talk to her for a long time after like i think i bumped into her now her marriage didn't work out so we didn't really even talk about the, the disaster of what didn't i did really work she out. talked all about what had happened with her marriage and it kind of worked out that we didn't even talk about that i didn't even talk to her i didn't even stay for to congratulate her i left drove in my car mortified that's probably the the greatest epic failure of music i've ever had humiliation humiliated like i've forgotten words or forgotten the melody but someone like in worship someone's kicked in and jumped in or rescued right right. no no that was the most epic by myself soloing and i made the whole thing up and i can't imagine how ridiculous it sounded oh my god that is a that's such a funny story yeah that would be a failure that'd be a major major music failure how about for you okay okay gotta think of one uh i mean i definitely have had a few failures (laughs) over my life i i don't I don't think I have a massive fear of failure. Do you have a fear of failure? No, I don't think so. I don't have a massive fear of failure. Like, like failure wouldn't be the worst thing. I think disappointing other people would be way worse than failure. So if my failure disappoints people, then that would feel worse than actual like failing at something. I don't mind trying something and if I'm not good at it, it's okay. Or Mm -hmm. if I fail at it, but I do have a failure story early on in ministry that you know now that i think back to it it was 
pretty bad. It was actually pretty, pretty <laughs> devastating. <laughs> and I probably did block it out for most of my life. Um, how, how horrible it was. But Jason and I, when we were youth pastors, we decided to put on a conference and, um, like, I think there was a, like, there was a charge for the conference. We brought a speaker in from Europe, somebody that like we had had relationship with. We really wanted them to come in, had a powerful message. And like, I don't know, I, I'm trying to even remember the lead up to this conference, like what we were anticipating or thinking because no one came. No, no one oh came to the conference. Goodness. No one. Like, like when I say no one, so like we're in our current church, in our main sanctuary, and I, I want like, fifteen people maybe came, oh bought tickets to this conference. Goodness. No one came. We had this European speaker in, like worship team. Like it was, it was such an so bad. It was so 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 oh bad. Oh Lori. And I, oh. I I don't yeah. And it like and it was so to the point where like <laughs> like Jay and I were so so like sad and upset and like humiliated and you know, we were on the altar during the worship time bawling our eyes out. <laughs> both of us bawling our eyes out like it was devastating but you know what's so crazy as i remember this story so we didn't do another conference like we never did another conference never like not all over all the years of our ministry we never did another conference we had like some gatherings and like special speakers and you know some special different like ministry type nights but no like official like a conference weekend where people had to register and da 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 da, da. but every time i put on some sort of event of some of some sort other than a Sunday but even sometimes it creeps in on a Sunday sometimes I have this like thought or this fear that no one's going to come like I just it just oh isn't that an and I interesting wonder connection. if it's rooted to that failure isn't that oh, so interesting that is so, so every time I'm like oh probably no one's going to come and I then I start to like like change my mindset about like it's okay like it doesn't really it's not about numbers it doesn't matter who comes if nobody comes it's okay you know we're still we still really believe we're supposed to do this whoever's there well you know what I just justify and I like and I have to like tell myself this my mind constantly goes to it I'm afraid no one will show up no one will come you open the doors for something we used to do those women's nights I would think nobody was gonna come there was no tickets so I had no idea and then they would be like sold out like there'd be no room like they just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and I'd be like oh whoa like I'd be surprised because I thought no one was gonna come but I wonder if and you know, the other thing that's so interesting is every time I initiate an event, so we did, you know, we do women's conferences now and all of that, but even still to actually pick the date and put it down on a calendar and then begin to like articulate it, talk to the team and make plans. Like I, I actually have to push through, I have to push through like a fear barrier every single time that like I'm afraid Oh, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if anyone's going to come. Like, does anyone even want, like, want to do it? Like, I have, it's weird, but I wonder if it's rooted. So maybe I'll do some work with the Lord there and see if uh, well, I've that, got. You know what? I'm so proud of you that you are doing conferences. I Because when you think back to something like that, that you, and now you're doing heart conferences, you're doing like all yeah. that God's been putting on you yeah, and Jason's heart. No, it's, it's true. It's phenomenal. 
Well, I just even pushing through that, I just acknowledge that. There That's you go. Amazing. So that was a failure. <gasps> That's connected probably to like a little fear oh. trigger that goes on in my heart, but I still do it. But I'm like, oh. Oh man, failure. Isn't that awful though? <gasps> Lord, that's awful. Isn't that so bad? I can't even imagine. Like you flew in a speaker, you had all, oh, oh my goodness. It was so bad. It was oh. so bad. Oh my goodness. Well, it's humbling for yeah. sure. Yeah. God definitely humbled us in that moment, but oh, oh my goodness. It's so a good sad. story now, years oh, later. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. 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 Remembering. So. Well, weaknesses is a, a crazy one. Even us talking about yeah. weaknesses. Okay. I have another story. Okay. Because I know we've talked pretty deep on all the other ones. So now we get to have a little <laughs> bit of funny, a few funny things. And this is not diverting from <laughs> our transparency in this. I mean, weakness. Okay. So I grew up. <laughs> I grew up helping on farms and I'm just saying that as a preface because <laughs> it makes me feel better saying this, what? but I like to use the shit. The oh. <laughs> I can't say that on podcast. I can't say they have to put a pause there. It's okay. I'll, I'll beep you. <laughs> beep. <laughs> you going to beat me for real? No, no. Oh, keep okay. going. No, keep that's going. So oh funny. my goodness. Those of you listening, that's hilarious. The S H word is what I meant to say. <laughs> Every so often, okay. I'll be in my car if something is upset. I'm upset about something. I'll just say it when I wanted with the Lord, but I'll just say it. I'll just say it. Okay, the, so you swear okay, sometimes? Okay, I'll swear sometimes. Okay, okay so those of you who are listening, this is me really being transparent. Okay, this is hard for me. Please, <laughs> I don't want to receive. This is hard for Rhonda to admit. Admit, yeah. Okay, so there's a funny <laughs> story about this. Two of them. That it's kind of seeped out outside of my alone time in a car oh, when I've been upset. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so usually... You use the SH word when you're alone in the car yeah. and something bad happens. Yeah. Or sometimes if I'm explaining something, I'm really upset. And I'll tell Jay, not at okay. him. And he'll be like, you just wanted to say, it. I'm like, yeah, I just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, okay. I've never heard him swear. I'll be like, oh my gosh, Rhonda. Okay. So there was one time like with the car, I almost, uh, you know, it was close call and an accident or something like close. Someone who almost fender bendered. I almost hit somebody in front, mm -hmm. but I had my mother-in-law and my mom in the back seat, and I've never sworn in front of them. And I've sworn a few times in front of my kids, the SH word, a few times when I've been like, something's happened. Driving that's, yeah, like shocking. Like, oh my, like that kind of a thing. Not just saying it to be funny. It's more like an yeah, initial yeah, yeah. response. So it can't stay contained because obviously this almost happened. And I said, oh, and I said the SH word. And both my mother-in-law and my mom's eyes were like saucers in the back seat. And I was like, oh. I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, it's okay, Rhonda. That's okay. And I was like, really quiet the rest of the drive. Like, oh my goodness. I did not mean to swear in front of my mom and my mother-in-law oh, who do no. not like that at all. No. Second one is, okay, this was a bigger one. This was early in my ministry years when I was leading worship. And we would do these massive, I was music director. We do these massive plays and musical. Well, there was this one Easter musical we had where the end scene is all in dark and it's when Jesus is rising from the dead and we did this this resurrection song. But how it started was the last scene, the person singing was supposed to put the mic down on the bench and the lights go black and I come on and the next scene opens up with me with the microphone in the spotlight singing the song by itself and then the resurrection scene comes. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm in a white suit. Okay, so I want you all to picture this in a white suit. I come on stage as black I, I'm supposed to know where the mic is. I go, there's no mic. No. And then someone didn't do their job. Didn't do their Well, what happened was they put the mic down, but it fell off the bench and rolled to the back of the set. Okay. So I'm standing there and I could, 
here like we're getting really close and this spotlight is going to come on and I don't have a mic. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm on my hands and knees in the dark on stage in a white suit <laughs> feeling around for the mic and I'm like SH, SH, I'm ah! saying it. The fire. <laughs> Little did I know all my music team was standing behind like the fake wall that I was crawling along. They were howling. Oh. I found it. And as I found it, I literally stood up. The spotlight came on and I walked to the spotlight singing. Now, to this day, I don't know what my knees look like. I am sure in my white suit, my knees were totally black Dirty. or brown. I was on my hands and knees. Well, the team were laughing so hard. But honestly, I was in like, it was more like I was in such panic. That's kind of when it happens. Like if I'm driving yes, and something happens yes, yes. or something major happens and I'm panicked. It's kind of like this word that's come out since I worked on farms since I was young. But I was never allowed to swear in my house. Like even the fact we weren't even allowed to say the word fart. We had to say puff. Okay. <laughs> like I don't even know who even thinks that's a better word. But that's <laughs> that was even wrong to say fart. I, I don't even know. <laughs> so you can imagine. So I said it secretly with my friends on the farm and then now it becomes a panic word. I'm not a cussy face, but there is times I'm not a cussy this face. This is my weakness right now. I'm admitting on a podcast. Okay. Some of you may now look oh. and be like, "What?" Oh. But for some of no, you, Rhonda. you might actually feel a little bit like, "Okay, I'm not no, the only one." No one See? is going to judge you for that, So Rhonda. I am purposely admitting a weakness of pan Well, this is part of actually I read an article that times it's really good to let out how you feel, <laughs> the way you need to feel it. And so when I read that, I said to Jay, I was like, "See, See? this, this is, is exactly just how being my authentic self." <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh! Okay, Rhonda. so those are a couple of funny stories of weak kind of failure moments, but weakness yeah, moments yeah. with other people where I'm like, oh, you just got led into a part where. I couldn't hide. <laughs> I was really feeling there was no filter. There's no filter. There's no filter. And that's the weakness part when there's no filter. Yeah. And something just happens yeah. and there's no filter. You can't hide behind something or prep for it. It just happens. And that to me is really hard. It's really hard sometimes to get over the remorse of that to be like, oh, someone just got led into some like an area or yeah. I didn't do that well or I failed there. That is really really hard yeah. for me to confess and to admit. But think about think about what you just said there. The no filter moments. If you if you literally think of what a no filter moment is, the no yeah. filter moment is the authentic self moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's most true. authentic yeah. that we are is when we like let all the filters down. I mean, even think about like Instagram and posting pictures and putting a filter up. It's like not your most authentic self. We're trying to make ourselves yeah. look better. Yeah. When those filters come down in those moments of like panic or those moments of like shock or those moments of, you know, when we're like, we don't actually have time to put a filter up to try and um, control what other people are going <laughs> to yeah, think about exactly. us, right? Those are the most authentic moments that yeah. we enter into. And obviously, like, I know what you're saying by that. Like, yeah, you're let you're being let into my also probably most like fleshly carnal, <laughs> you know, like yes. not, not the good part of yes. my yes. authentic self. But I think that's the point of this whole journey that we're on and even embracing, you know, this one here about yeah. always needing to cover over our brokenness, weakness, and failure. Like, like one of the questions that I want us to unpack a little bit on this topic is, which by the way, that was a hilarious conversation. <laughs> I love that you shared that, but, um, is why do you think we do it? Oh. Why do you think that we feel like we always need to try to 
diminish, cover up, lessen, you know, like lessen the story of like, you know, and, and not appear so weak, not appear quite so. I mean, you and I are not even good at being sick. Like we're not even good at like admitting when we're sick or we have a cold or we, you know, what I mean? we need to take a day off. Like we're not even good at being like, oh my gosh, I am not doing well. You know, like we're getting better. We're getting better. We're really making an effort and and trying to but what do you think that's about like why why do we do that why do we feel like we need to do that oh that's a really it's probably a really deep question that goes way far back and it probably is once again yeah there because the question is too like as we do it we're putting up filters that's exactly there's we're putting up filters i want to perceive how you how you see me so i'll tell you this much or i'll put the filter up and then say it through the filter or i'll just put a filter up and just tell you something completely different yeah yeah (laughs) right but why do you think yeah why do you think we feel like we need to do that in our lives yeah that's a really good question but i think exactly what you just said there's something very deep about that. It's like, I want people to see, it's a control mechanism. Probably. I want you to see me in this light. And there is a conflict with, I want to be more like Jesus. And spiritually, I don't, in this moment, this is my shortcoming. And I don't like, like it's seeing the true self, but it's also, that is true. That right. is true. Right. Yeah. I don't often want to see that. I don't want to admit that. I don't want to mm. see that. I want to see okay. all the highlight reel. Right. So Don't we like want to watch the highlight reel? Right. Yeah. A bit of the avoidance of negative. sort of the darkest, the darkest yeah. spaces the and having to. And the, and the reality is, you know what? I think probably the more authentic that we are in those spaces, then the more we actually have to acknowledge and deal with that authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That that's that's in me. Yeah. Like that's in me. Like I love what the, the gospel say, you know, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man. It's what comes out like it's already inside of us. Right. Mm -hmm. Even the all the scriptures in James about sin, like Mm -hmm. sin, Mm -hmm. it's literally at work Mm -hmm. inside of us in our desires, (laughs) like playing straight into our desires. So like there. So then, okay, we'll put a filter up. I don't want that to show quite Mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. But what the more we allow it to come out, the more we actually can confront it, can deal with it, Mm -hmm. can, Mm -hmm. you know, ah. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. tough one. It is a tough to one. To let that come out just honestly and authentically and authentically before the Lord. Yeah. But I honestly believe that like the more that we filter with people, the more that we also filter with the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's no, we, we can't, and we, you know, you and I say this mm-hmm. often, we can't just compartmentalize and put mm-hmm. something in one small box and try to control it. I'm just going to try to control your mm-hmm. image of me. No, no, like mm-hmm. we do it mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we're inauthentic with our families. We're inauthentic in our relationships. And it might even just start in one place, but it always creeps into every place. Oh no, I can be totally authentic with God. no. No, you can't, but you probably don't see how you even filter with God, like how mm-hmm. we filter with God. So, you know, part of, I think this journey is learning how to let those filters come down, not be so consumed or worried about what other people are going to think about that, but also how do we come and be our most mm-hmm. authentic self mm-hmm. before the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. That inner world and the outer world. Mm-hmm being as closely aligned as possible, right? Mm -hmm. That's the goal, I think, of emotional health is that Mm -hmm. what's happening on the inside is as closely aligned as possible to what we're portraying, Mm -hmm. to what we're, you know, letting 
the world see what what is actually happening on the outside what's coming out of our mouth what we're doing our behaviors we want those to be mm-hmm. as tightly aligned as as po- as humanly possible mm-hmm. yeah because we don't want to be two different people like this is what you see on the outside but this is how i really am that is actually not that's not biblical but the authentic is saying like when we fall have weakness when we have failure admitting oh wow i'm really sorry i didn't mean to do that and be like well i had a, i had a slip up i can literally beat myself up over weaknesses beat myself up over failures like why did i do that how did i let that be seen and have deep remorse for that and actually it's a fear it's a fear of judgment it's a fear of criticism and even purposely sharing those stories today is a way of breaking through to be like like everyone else we have failures we have moments of weakness we have moments of panic we have moments when we are not actually at our optimal like i would want to show that on a highlight reel <laughs> hello you're not posting it on instagram i know <laughs> I'm not i know posting it. and actually that's part of the reason why i actually stopped getting on socials too because it's really easy just to show a highlight reel and i want to it's actually i want to show my highlight reel i don't want to show you the days where i've fought with jay or i've been in a grumpy mood or i haven't been the best mom or haven't been the best friend or first of all i haven't been a great follower of jesus like a f- an actual lover of jesus when i've i've fallen short and that is part of our journey in humanity that's part of what we are working through that will never just get fixed on this side of heaven there will be a day But on this side, this is the working out. This is that sanctification process. This is the honesty of the flesh and the spirit at war and being dependent on God and repentance and confession. All of that is working out. It's both and all the time, but it is really hard. And you know what? To be really truthful, you know, when I wasn't in full-time ministry, because I was not in full-time ministry for seven years, um, but for years before that I was, it actually was a time where, not that I was a different person, absolutely not, but there is sometimes a weight that we feel. And it's, I want to be honest here, it is a good response. I'm not saying that it's something that, oh, you should just cast off. No, it's, you feel a responsibility and you feel this response when you're leading. However, I can put on additional weights of, oh, I have to be like this. I have to, I want to show them like, I want to be perfect or I better not say that versus Sometimes the being intimate with people be like, hey, me too, me too. And I've had to learn that. And it actually is more, it's actually a contended, we always say this word, contended space. But the more years of leadership, the more responsibility, it's even more of a contended space. Because you know what? It's really easy to behind behind this wall that I can construct where you don't see an authentic me, that you can see just the highlight reel. I can construct that as a leader very easily. And I and want to. There's actually a pull that I want to. It's easier because it, it actually protects me too. It's totally. a protective wall from criticism, from judgment, or like, wow, you call yourself like a leader or a pastor. And I can't manage people's filters. I'm just a person, but actually I want to control that. Yeah. And that's what those protective layers are. And so that would be the honest truth of it, that the longer you're in leadership, but even in leadership for me, for me personally, and maybe that's not for every leader, but for me personally, that is a greater contended space I always have to be aware of, that I'm not constructing a protective wall out of control and fear of hurt, fear of rejection, fear of betrayal, feel, fear of not being enough. Yep. And that is a fear of man versus God. I, I need you. And I, I've got to... I've got to be able to walk in that place. And it's both and. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And the more that we lean into this with the Lord in an authentic place, the more that we can take down all of those filters before the Lord. I mean, he knows them all already. It's actually ridiculous that we even come to him with filters. It's so he must sometimes be like, you don't think that I know already and you don't think I love you anyways. Like I already went to the cross for that. I already paid for that. I see you through my son. Like I see you as righteous. I call you righteous. Like we, you know, we come and we pretend or we think, or we apologize or, you know, like all of these kind of spaces, sometimes these things we put up with the Lord of like earning and, Mm. you know, trying to perform for him and trying to earn back that the love that he has so freely by grace given us. But I think if we can't embrace it, like it does affect our ability to um, really authentically minister, like be the conduits of ministry, right? Like the Holy Spirit has empowered us all with spiritual gifts. But again, if we can't embrace the fullness of that authenticity with the Lord, of that intimacy with the Lord in our relationship, like it affects the flow of what's going out into the rest of the body of Christ because we're constantly still even in that mm-hmm. space trying to mitigate mm-hmm. trying to hold back trying to put up those filters trying to put mm-hmm. up kind of trying to control you know all of that rather literally being like unashamedly abandoned to the moving of the spirit and the leading of the spirit in our life like I just I think and I think that's the desire of our hearts you know I think that really is this whole journey it, it's Yes, we want to be emotionally healthy for our relationships with Mm -hmm, people, but mm -hmm. ultimately, like we want to be conduits of the very presence of God. Like we want God's powerful presence Mm -hmm. and powerful spirit to move through us, Mm -hmm. but it can't if it's moving through filters. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's literally a block, right? Of the Mm -hmm. spirit. If you think of the filters that we put up as being like how people perceive us looking at us in like looking from the outside in but also those filters are like blocks for the spirit to move Mm. from the uh, from the inside out right Mm. it's like they are it can't flow through Mm. all the filters that we've put so i think that's even a greater reason for us to recognize them to strip them down Mm. to literally sit in a sharing circle and admit some of your greatest weaknesses and failures But I think the other side of this conversation that's super, super important, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on it today, but sometimes we can also get um, stuck in our brokenness and our failures Mm -hmm. as well. Like literally, and that becomes a part of our identity. Mm -hmm. Like this one is dealing with not dealing with our brokenness, not being comfortable to talk about our brokenness, not being comfortable to lean into those spaces where we're weak or where we've failed. But we can also get literally stuck. And I know you who are listening know these people who every time you talk to them, they bring up again and again the same failures uh, in their life, the same difficult, you know, probably traumatizing, difficult experiences that have, and they're stuck, like they're stuck in that. And so I think it's really, really important, like on this journey of discovery that we don't get stuck Mm -hmm. in our failures and Mm -hmm. how that affected us or affects us and how that affects our moving forward. Because like God wants us to bring all these things up so he can bring healing. And again, I, I believe I shared a few weeks ago on the podcast, you know, the question that really helped me work through a bunch of my brokenness and my failures was, God, what is your redemptive perspective 
on mm. my failure? What's your redemptive perspective on this particular brokenness, like a specific situation, this failure of relationship, you know, this failure in career, this, you know, maybe you've had to declare bankruptcy and that's been like just devastating and devastated mm. your present and potential future. But like, God, what are you doing? What's your redemptive perspective mm. in the midst of all of those failures and letting God into each one and show you what it is that he is at work doing because he is at work in the midst of all of them. Sometimes so we just don't bad. have eyes to see. So I want to just encourage you, don't get stuck in your past failures either. Don't get stuck in the dysfunction of your family. Don't get stuck mm. in all of the things that have sort of arrested, you know, where you, God has for you to go mm -hmm. because that also can work against mm. how God's created you, designed you, what he's created you and purposed you for. He wants to work something out through those things, mm. but for us to be able to acknowledge that and recognize it and, you know, take down those filters. That's so good, Lori. You know, and even as you're, you're, as we're kind of going circling back to the weakness portion. And I think like one of the final thoughts I have for the weakness, even the fact we've talked about being the fact of this is about an intimate journey, letting people in to not just the highlight reel, the good reel, because then they really know you. They And we all have stuff. We all have things that we do that you're like, really? Wow, okay, I'm not alone. And it's actually not that we we bond over <laughs> what we do with our failures and weaknesses are, but it bonds over this intimate place to be like, okay, we're all being changed and moved by Jesus. Like he's all, we all are a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. We yeah. all have stuff. Yeah. However, the weakness part for me too, if I was to say one area of the weakness that's very difficult for me is asking for help. Okay. So when I think of weakness, I'm like, no, I've got this. I've got it. I can carry it. I can do it. Hmm. And I actually can't. And so weakness for me is admitting when I can't do something or when I feel overwhelmed or because I don't want to once again disappoint. I don't want to look like I can't do what I've been asked to do. And a lot of that is additional expectations I put on myself. However, admitting I can't do something is very difficult for me to feel like, oh, no, I got that. Oh, yeah, no, no problem. I got that, too. Yeah, happy to do that, too. And at the end of the day, I could be like, oh, wow, I really don't have it. And now I'm dropping balls and I'm stressing. So that is a definite place of weakness to admit that I'm weak or unable to do something. And you know what? What it does, it actually makes it impossible for people to be able to be close to me. Because when there's a bit of codependency in a healthy way, like I not codependency, a dependency on Inter, one another to do interdependence. Inter, that's the word. I'm like not co. That's the wrong one. Interdependency. There's an intimacy. There's this. We're doing it together, versus this independence. I've got this self reliance, and that is exactly how God intended us to be interdependent. And so that would be a weakness for me. And that has manifested in my marriage. It's manifested in my workplaces. It's manifested in my relationships. I've had to learn. I've had to acknowledge, no, I need help here. Or no, I am feeling a little overwhelmed in this area. I need some help. That has been a learned thing for me. It's not a natural thing. It's a learned intentional thing for me. That's so good. That's so good. And I think that's a great place to end uh, this podcast today on because even in this space of covering over our brokenness, our weakness, and our failure, the reality is we can't even do that alone. Yeah, like that's, yes. and I think that's that's the point of all of this emotional healthy journey is inviting the Lord into all of our weakness, all mm -hmm. of our failure, all of our brokenness, 
and one another. It's both. It's both and. Walking this out, working mm -hmm. this out together, working out our salvation, working out our sanctification, one with another and with the Lord, and trusting that He is good, that He is good. So today in the midst of, as you stop covering your brokenness, weakness, and failure, what I do pray is that you see who Jesus is in the midst of it all. That you would see not just how broken you are, how much of a failure you are, how weak you are, but you would see who Jesus is in that space and that in that weakness, that his strength is available to you to walk in fully dependent on him. And yeah, so that's what we just invite you in today. Thank you so much for spending some time with us and we hope you have a great, great rest of your day.